This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God. This is your host, Mark. We are brought to you by Through God's Library. Today is the day after Easter, and I wanted to I wanted to just ask a couple questions and do something a little bit differently today. We all have an experience with Easter. We know it's the resurrection of God. It comes after Good Friday and the death on the cross. But I wanted to ask a few people, what does it mean to you? What does the resurrection, what does the death on the cross, what does Easter mean to you? And I asked a bunch of people, it got a wide scope of answers. One person said, well, it means that I have to go to church earlier because I need to get a good parking spot, which made me laugh. And it made me think, if Jesus said the first should be last or we shouldn't take the seat of honor, is this what it boils down to? I understand that there is a comedic aspect of that question or that answer when I ask that, but Easter is so important in our faith. Easter is the better gift than Christmas. I know some people don't like it when I say this, but Easter is the important holiday. The birth didn't have to happen. Jesus could have just showed up one day. And Easter is the linchpin of our faith. It's what distinguishes us from any other religion or thought. Because Jesus is alive and the tomb is empty. <coughs> he proved that he is the conquer, conqueror of death. So, when we talk about Easter and we talk about resurrection... We use words like our personal Savior, forgiveness of our sins, covering, paying the penalty, all these things. But if we look at the gospel story, we take Paul and the rest of the New Testament out of it. We look at the gospel story and what did, what did Jesus talk about in this scenario? What did, what did resurrection mean to him and how he spoke of it? Because that plays a big part in what happens later on. Through our, you know, 21st century eyes here in America, sometimes we lose the fact that the gospel was about the kingdom of heaven being at hand. Jesus proclaims that the life you live is within the kingdom of heaven and that that kingdom of heaven is your job to bring to people. 
You see, he says that we are supposed to go to the ends of the world proclaiming his death and resurrection. A lot of people in that day claimed to be resurrected, claimed that they were going to come back to life, or they were the Messiah. If Jesus wouldn't have wouldn't have rose, he would have just been another failed revolutionary. But he didn't. The tomb was empty. Mary and Mary Magdalene and Joanna saw the tomb empty and ran and proclaimed. At one of the sermons I heard yesterday, someone said not all of the people ran away. It was only the guys that ran away when Jesus got crucified. The women stayed strong and true believing this message. They were the people that were the backbone of Jesus's message. They seemed to finance Jesus's ministry. And they stayed true and walked and found that the tomb was empty. They are the first ones to report this miraculous thing. We can learn a lot from them because they believed the message that the kingdom was at hand. Jesus said, Destroy this temple and I will be in three days. And people were like, it took 47 years for that temple to be built. Talking about the temple of Solomon. But he was not talking about that. He was talking about his life. That no matter what happened, that his message was going to live and move forward. See, you don't confront death and evil without paying the price. Sometimes with your own blood and maybe even your life. Death and evil are all around us. Greed, corruption, lies, whatever it is, is always around us. And when we confront those things, you pay a price. Jesus paid the ultimate price for confronting the evil that has been spanning this whole world. The time frame of this whole world. He... He confronted this corrupt system, not just the Romans, but all that has happened and has separated us from the love of God. He confronted it, and he, yes, paid with his life from some religious people. You see, there's been many times in my life where some people have said some negative things about me, have said that I'm off base. I've even had someone say, well, that podcast is pretty nice, but what is it actually doing? No matter what you do, you are going to have people criticizing you. Because criticism is easy. Stepping out and doing something about it, confronting any type of evil is hard. But Jesus makes it pretty clear that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. At one point, he says that we are forcefully taking hold of it and fighting back the gates of hell. But if Friday was the end of this story, which was not good to them in their day, on Friday, they just saw another revolutionary fail. If Friday is the end and and death and, and sin and greed and... All the corruption in the world has its day, and that is the end. Then this life is sad. It's just darkness and despair. But we know that Sunday is coming. We have hindsight to see 
that something else is coming. Jesus comes back from the dead to make this world matter. What do I mean by that? I mean that it's not about somewhere you go. You're not punching your ticket for heaven one day. You are designed to make this world matter. When he proclaims the kingdom of God, he is proclaiming that you have a job to do today. That's the message of the kingdom. That's the message of the gospel. Yes, he takes our sin away as we get into the rest of the New Testament and explains the 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 what and the how of what happened on the cross. But Jesus' message is not that. Jesus' message is you have a job to do. Where do you fit in with the kingdom of heaven? Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. This is the action that God chose. He used our rules and our laws and said, because you have this and you understand this way of thinking about being punished for sin, I will take this upon you way back with Abraham. But in doing so, he also decided that that was the way he was going to cleanse us and allow us to enter into this relationship with him. If you go on today and the rest of your days thinking that this life doesn't matter, you have missed the point of resurrection. The point of resurrection is that this world matters because we have a job to do in creating heaven here on earth. This idea of redeeming the world. All the good in the world, all the art, the songs, the helping and feeding the homeless, everything that you are doing matters because of resurrection in Jesus. He gives us this great joy that we are now partnering with him in the kingdom of heaven. I don't, when I ask these people, as I started out earlier saying, What did it mean to you? Every one of them talked about the covering of sin or the paying my price. And I'm not saying that that's wrong by any means. But if we were to read the Gospels as standalone books and seek Jesus' words without the lens of Paul, It is because we now have a job to do. Jesus says that we are now to go and share this to the ends of the world. We are to share that there is a ruler that has come and will take over Rome. Not by the sword, but by the love that we show. Jesus wasn't concerned with the mechanical things that happened on his on the cross. Jesus was concerned about our actions the days after. So today I'm challenging you, and I just wanted to do this real quick because it's so important. 
the things that you do after Easter, after your salvation, after you realize that it's not about you. It's about what you can do for others. I was having a conversation earlier this week with somebody, and they were asking questions about this. And I always bring up 1 John 4, 19 through 21. And to paraphrase it, it basically says, how can you love God without serving others? But I suggest you go read it. If you say you love God, but don't serve others, you are completely 100% lost. So resurrection to me, to wrap this up, is I can now forcefully take the kingdom of heaven and fix whatever corruption is around me. That can be the smallest of things to the largest of things. I now have God on my side to confront the Romans. I now have love demonstrated to me in a way that I could not imagine so that I can go and forcefully reclaim God's creation. I hope this helps someone. I just wanted to get on here and share. I know this has been a little bit different than our normal mode. We'll be back next Monday with another episode of Amazed by God. But for today, I ask that you go forward and seek God and seek where you can be his hands and feet on this world. Thank you and have a good week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.